Hello and welcome to Criticism is Dead, a weekly culture podcast about what we're watching and what it all means, if it means anything at all. I'm Pelin Keskin Liu, a screenwriter and producer. I'm Jenny Zhejiang, a culture writer and critic. Welcome to the first episode of what we're calling Succession Sendoff, our new weekly special on Succession's fourth and final season. This is very near and dear to us uh, as, yes. as a TV show in general, so we want to give it a very nice farewell. Yeah, it's very rare that we actually, it, with our frontal lobe fully developed, been able to appreciate a TV show and then also see the end of it. So we do want to give it some justice on a nice little farewell tour of course. Um, that we're that we're doing for itself. Yeah, so we will we will put out a weekly episode the day after each episode drops thereabouts, and just like yeah. a short little you know recap slash reaction slash discussion with some fun new recurring bits just for this uh, little series. Uh, and then at the end of the succession season, we will probably have like a bigger episode just going over everything and our thoughts in the series yeah. as a whole. So it'll be a good time. And, and thank you for joining on this, on this ride. Yeah. Thank you. Seriously. Honestly, we did this because she deserves, she deserves everything all yes. of our time. We love her. She's Absolutely. amazing. So to get into it, just a quick summary. Obviously, if you have not seen this episode, fuck off and watch it and then come back. <laughs> So, uh, for this first, for the first episode of this final season, it starts with Logan celebrating his birthday. And while that's going on, Kendall, Roman, and Shiv pivot from their new media venture to launch a bidding war against their father and acquire Pierce, who you will remember from season two, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Shiv and Tom are fully on the rocks. Yeah. So I think that's like a pretty good TLDR of what went on. Yeah, yeah. Let's Jenny. let's just jump right into it, dude. Yeah, man. So how do you feel about the hundreds? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the way they describe this thing and the way like everything from the consulting to just like this this brand meeting and everything about it works, it's just so accurate. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's so like completely on the nose of what is actually happening in, in new media ventures right now. So they describe it yeah. as Substack meets Masterclass meets The Economist meets The New Yorker, which, like, every fucking buddy wants to be yeah, this now. Man. Like, all these people with a few million dollars in funding, they're like, I don't want to name names, but <clears throat> Puck, Semaphore, <laughs> like, uh, what have you, all of them. It's yeah. it's great. I will say, I, I will prefer merch from the hundreds over waste or royco merch so if you guys <laughs> if, the, if the beautiful people at the sales and marketing team at hbo want to send us any hundreds gear we are ready and willing we will wear that shit because clearly from what we see this is never gonna happen anymore yeah. so what could have rest been in peace to the hundreds that never was <laughs> um i was like yeah. kind of um i mean i really like how they use this opportunity to highlight roman's I guess, like, what Shiv and Kendall might call, like, cowardice and, like, conflict aversion. But also, he's, like, the only one who is, like, slightly maybe, like, willing to do a little bit of the work on the ground. Like, Kendall and Shiv are both quite... They like to think of themselves as as visionary, right? Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's the thing. (laughs) I couldn't tell... I couldn't tell with Roman 
you know, it seemed like 50% cowardice and the other half of it felt like he heard what his father said about like making your own fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the end of the last, uh, the last episode of the last season and really took that to heart. And it, it obviously that's, that's all he wanted for his kids. Like Logan did. Like he wanted them to just make something of themselves and like pe- be people that he could respect. And it kind of feels like Roman wants that. He wants to be respected by his father by building something from the ground up so yeah i agree yeah. i think it's like a very good split like that 50 50 between those two different motivations and like like the fact that he this guy who basically like tore up a whatever thousand dollar million dollar check in in the very first episode of yeah. succession to now being the only one in the room who's like guys you know like 500 million dollars is like like half a billion that's that that's a lot of money yeah. right like that is that is a huge amount of real money yeah, he started doing maths and I was like, I don't know what he's saying, but he sounds right. And that's really bad. <laughs> um, but I, my favorite thing is whoever the guy, what's his name? Like Telly or something? Like Yeah, they're, they're consultant who they're paying yeah. like, I don't even know how much money by the hour. I think he said like 200 million or something like that. <laughs> but it just cracked me up how much he kept saying the most obvious shit and they just were all rolling their eyes at yeah. him. Um, Consultants yeah. in a nutshell, like yeah, very dude. spot on. Thank yeah. you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, how do you feel about Greg bringing this random girl to Logan's birthday party? Do you think she was oh a mole? Do you think she was like trying to get info or is she just a dumb dumb? I, I hope she's not a mole. I think it'd be a little bit too on the nose if they did really turn her into like some sort of like corporate espionage. <laughs> I think at the same time though, I was just like, Greg, you fucking idiot. Like, we've seen his yeah. devolution, I guess, across the seasons from this, like, genuinely kind of, like, you know, ignorant, a little bit of a maybe the only one with some sense of morals because he hasn't yeah. quite f- figured himself yet he, to become this, this this yeah. guy who proudly calls himself the disgusting bro. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it was, like, amazing that <laughs> at Logan's birthday party there would be this, like, who the hell knows who she is woman who's taking selfies and like asking Logan if she can take a selfie with them. Like that's, yeah, it was almost Classic. too, too good where I was like, yeah. like fuck off. But yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Greg, like true scumbag. No. And the thing is, he's never stopped being a stooge. I just thought it was so funny that suddenly he had the base in his chest to talk back to like direct yeah. orders from Logan. Yeah. Um, it just cracked me up. If you had to roast Logan, <laughs> oh god that was a, a that great was so moment painful yeah i mean that's like a smaller version of bore on the floor isn't it like you just basically yourself um in front of him you know that you're just walking into yeah. yourself so oh, i think yeah. the, the thing craig said like the thing that could have hurt logan the most was the thing about like his three kids not being there and it was yeah. like Every, of course, every it's on everyone's mind. Everyone knows it, but he's the only one who is stupid enough slash yeah. like something from the whole night in the way that he experienced yeah. it with his date. Like it just like gave him the balls, gave him the. It was like he was drunk almost. Um, I don't really like that. That is the thing that would needle Logan the most at the moment. So he did it. I I would not roast Logan. I would be like Jerry. I would be like, mm, yeah, this is too horrible book. for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did love that <laughs> Logan came right back and hit him also where it hurts. Like Logan is a good sparring partner. Like straight. Oh up. my if god! He when he wanted to like, I know the yeah. line where he was like, like everyone, can you smell Greg's finger? It was like <laughs> holy shit. 
So I like good. died laughing at that. <laughs> so so good. Um, let's talk a little bit about the pierces. Uh, shout out to Naomi for still being fabulous. A season yes. later, her haircut looks so good. So good. I mean, obviously, I loved the the cunty bob last season. Yeah, but, like, that was the, great the too. Cunty pixie this season is incredible. Yeah, and like I the clothes it. that like. Easy, like really yeah. flawless sort of linen. Like this is what the Pierce is wearing when they're out yeah. to summer. I couldn't even tell. Like, where is this like seasonal home of theirs? This like, where the hell are they? It's got to be like Italy or something. No, I just I or like it looks amazing. Like, the interior looked very like Mediterranean, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was. It, I think it must be somewhere Mediterranean. It must be like Greece or Italy or something like that. Yeah, and the, I loved the character moment when, like, you know, we're supposed to know that the Pierces are this kind of old money. They like to think of themselves as more worldly and, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, they they love intellect and knowledge and and stuff like that. But whatever, they're all just, you know, they're in the same class as 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 the Roys. But you know, the whole time, like. Nan is like being like, oh, you know, this fine wine, it's like jammed me. I'm like such a country bumpkin. I don't know. And like, ugh, money, like it's so disgusting. We have to talk about money. It's just like, yeah, she's the- such a waspy prick. Yeah. I know. The same thing they were doing in the season when they first showed up. Like, yeah, when they, yeah. she, she would like, had to take the chicken from the, the from maid the, from and like put it on the stuff. table. Yeah. yeah. And be like, yeah. I'm the one serving this. It's it was a great character moment, but I'm I'm really happy to see them back. Actually, it's a really nice callback and a sort of tie into because that was sort of I guess you could call it a dangling thread from previous seasons. But yeah. it, it is good to see it come back. It's also amazing because we're seeing the death of two legacy media companies uh, in real time, like which is, yeah. which is fascinating and saying a lot. You know, like both the Roy's and the Pierce's are fucked, um, and they're working on buying each other out. And it's just crabs in a barrel at this point, and whoever can get like what two extra billion or whatever out of it, it you know. Yeah, they're the winners. The they're going to be yeah. the winners. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sounds sounds really familiar. Yeah, there was a moment where I was worried that the kids were like when they didn't know how low their father had bid, mm-hmm. and they were like overbidding. I was worried that for some reason it's so it's so fascinating that now we get into the point where we're like is logan trying to fuck them and we just don't know it and he's like three steps ahead I like trying to get them to pay yeah, more yeah to pay more so then he is left with more money to like buy something else or something like that and maybe that does happen we don't know there's still like plenty maybe, more episodes yeah. to go but there was a moment where i was like holy fuck they have no idea and now they're paying too much money um, yeah and like it, it even when the deal was done i was like was that a win and then you can kind right. of see it on the faces of the kids. Like, they're not sure either. They're, no. like, putting on this mask of being like, ha-ha, dad's Yeah, like, off. should we get champagne? But yeah, the question yeah. is still there. Yeah, the thought yeah. crossed my mind, too. But Because we really, we never know. We're, like, we are always slightly, the audience is always, like, one step behind Logan because yeah. he's he's always going to be ahead. Like, he's always going to be, like, a step ahead of the kids as well. Right, um, right. So, would, is, would he truly be blindsided by something like this? Right. I, I don't, don't know. think so. However, we have seen him act pretty erratically this episode. Yeah. I will say. Very much, like, you, you can tell this is, like, an old guy who is thinking about his legacy, thinking about what he leaves behind, the life he's lived, and thinking, like, I'm at my fucking birthday with all these fake-ass fake, fake ass pricks, yeah. and none of my kids will even fucking talk to me. 
And like the, the one kid that I don't give a shit about is like, oh out yeah, here. sorry, out. sorry, Connor, <laughs> Mr. One Percent, <laughs> Mr. One Percent, um, trying to figure out how to spin his own fucking wedding to make more, get more coverage to increase his one or maintain, sorry, maintain his one percent, just just maintain that slim margin. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Logan, like. I mean, I love seeing his interactions with Carrie. I think Carrie was great this episode. Like, we see more of her this episode. Yes. She's kind of feeling the role of Marsha a little bit. And I, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a shame, I think. I don't think we're going to get that much of Marsha. It sounds like in this no, season I don't at think all. So either. Maybe is, she'll, she'll, maybe she'll do like one scene. <laughs> in the season one scene like yeah, one just, phone again, call like farewell scene yeah 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 but yeah. carrie carrie has been great like she's you see kind of more of her demeanor coming out yeah. in this episode and oh the way she handles logan which is like she's one of the only people knows how to handle logan yeah as well as uh colin logan's bodyguard yeah. one of the only other people logan seems to like, I don't know. Feel like. some kind of yeah, some yeah. kind of like connection to. Uh, yeah. I thought the diner scene with them was was really great. Yeah, especially because like you know, first of all, he's like just walking through Central Park with his like security behind him, and then mm-hmm. they're in the diner, just like a normal person. Can you imagine if Ru- like Rupert Murdoch just showed up in the middle of a fucking <laughs> diner? Uh, I know in New York. Holy shit! But dude. to be anyway. honest, I I don't think I would even recognize him by face. So you know, oh, I know that mode. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> it's on I site know that for Scottish you. Prick. Yeah. No, I just I I think like the main thing is yeah that's that scene was incredible. Like I think yeah. him just asking questions that he doesn't care to hear the answers to because yeah his bodyguard is just a guy that is a function. Like he's yeah. just the he's person just that does the job boy. and doesn't ask any questions, just gets paid to do it. I love like how Logan like articulated his basic philosophy yeah. towards life and people. Like especially that line when he said, People are economic units. And it was like that so succinctly. Like that is yes. such a great package of yeah. words. Like amazing. Yeah. And he's a nihilist like i think the yes. thing about logan is like he's always been like for him like nothing matters absolutely apart from winning that's it that's yeah. it he has that's to his be religion that's his that's belief his religion. that's his yeah. philosophy yeah. everything that's survivalism and like that's what i mean like i feel like you know not to like psychoanalyze a fictional character but like the the, <laughs> the differentiation between him and his kids and the reason why he'll never like be in respect touch with them. them yeah respect them is because he he did have he had to survive to get to where he is like it's not yeah. from what we know about him he built this fucking empire himself out yeah. of sheer dedication and like what you know what happens when you have a bunch of like ungrateful kids that just handed them to it and they happen to be your own children mm-hmm. heartbreaking and like after all of that they're not there because they're that ungrateful because they just like they want what you have which they which can never happen like mm-hmm. the roy kids will never be able to like sing that new song that they that they so want to sing it's just not gonna happen. it's just fascinating man yeah that's like truly the the difference in like what people say about like wealth you make versus then the next generation or even the, the third generation after that totally and it's just like it's inherent in the parent-child relationship like resentment has to be there from both ends yeah it's just it just is like one didn't ask to be born it to that to you as a mm-hmm. set of parents yeah and the other one had no choice in the type of person that you were going to be really like yeah only to some extent I, so like yeah mutual i remember resentment. in a i remember in a previous season a previous episode Kendall had this, you know, basically observation that says that mo- more or less where he's like, you're so fucking 
jealous of us. Like you resent that, you know, we have this and, and that's basically it. You're like, yeah, as you're, as the, as a father, you want to provide for your kid. You want to give them a life you never had, but also maybe part of you is like, what the fuck did you do to deserve this? Like, what are you doing to deserve any of this? Yeah. And I had to turn into a fucking monster to get to where I am for you for me more than anything i mean he's a narcissist it's more for himself than for his own kids but like you know the byproducts that are his children are not ideal for him and i just i just just find this like breakdown in his you know steely armor really really interesting like just off off the first episode and i do think that that's gonna turn around and change there was a point where i was like oh my god is is he gonna I mean, we can get into it, but like, there was a part of there was part of me that was like worried that it was actually going to be really fucking sad towards the towards the end of the season, just because of where this is going. But yeah. I I do not doubt that Logan will um come back for sure. Yeah, I I don't think, or at least I hope not, and I don't think it will either. Like that would be yeah. like it needs to have that trademark acidity there. Like it's not going to yeah. be like a a whole fucking funeral at the end. Yeah, um, exactly. Possibly, yeah. but yeah. I think we should take this time and get into what we promised to be our recurring bits. So we, we came up with a few of them just for you all. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's, let's start with what we're calling Daddy's Best Boy. So yeah. in this week's episode, Daddy's Best Boy, or what maybe some other people might call MVP or favorite character. Who was yeah. Daddy's Best Boy for you, Pellen? Daddy's Best Boy for me was shiv i'm gonna Mm. say shiv okay why um i think she after the way that the last episode of the last season ended i think she needed a win and i think she got a win i think buying the pierces is something like she said and i believe her um was something that is like philosophically aligns with whatever it is that she wants to do like her you know like save the world shtick that she somehow still thinks that she can do um I think this is this is a win for her. Like I think she feels like very like economically business mindedly like aligned and she has pissed her father off, which I think is a win for her, even though they're the part of her that fills away. Um and also just based off of how it ended with, with Tom, to be honest. Like I think her calling it um gave her the power that she lost at the end of the last episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. That's what I think. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, I wanna give Daddy's best boy to tom actually oh not for like the situation he's in because he's actually in a pretty terrible situation but i i'm gonna give this to him because he has possibly one of my favorite lines from this episode so far the season so far which is when he he and shiv are of course in their beautiful apartment and they're basically talking about the the dissolution of their marriage um and he has this line where he says like you really want to go there you want like a full accounting of all the pain in our in our marriage or in our relationship and i thought that was that was so beautiful i can go there yeah he can go there i thought that was really beautiful like just a beautifully written line i thought matthew mcfadden like his delivery was perfect it's basically like it it harkens back to again that time that they were on the beach and they were basically talking about like the other stando iconic line about their relationship where it's like yeah doesn't know if the the pain he feels from being apart from her is a pain he, is more um, preferable is, to the is, pain that he feels yeah with yeah, her. It's yeah. preferable yeah. to the pain that he feels being with her. Um so it's the yeah. same similar kind of feeling. But so I'll just give him that, even though he is like 
he's not in a great state, but he'll he'll get Listen, to daddy's best boy for me this week. I I see that because out of all the characters, I feel like he's the most earnest and the one that speaks to his earnestness, earnestness the most out of any of the characters. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, apart from Gendel, maybe, but mm-hmm. no, yeah, I hear that. Um, next on our recurring bit is the disgusting boy of the episode. <laughs> And this is our least favorite. This is our person that we think sucks, uh, this episode and we didn't like them. Uh, so <laughs> who is your disgusting boy of this episode? I gotta say Greg was really just 100%. Okay. He is like, yeah. I mean, it's fitting because he loves calling himself the disgusting boy so much right now. It was just, I mean, we knew what was happening with his character. We knew the path that, you know, he is on. But it was just such a stark reminder to have it shoved in our faces. Like, ugh, Greg. Like, that's literally just the reaction you have to have to him now every time you see him and he's yeah. doing something, dicking around and something. You're just like, ugh, Greg. Ugh, what a twat. <laughs> what a fucking twat. The part where he was like, you know what? I don't want to see what goes on at Guantanamo. Like, get the fuck out of here. What a yeah. prick. Yeah, but, no, not great. Yeah. But love his, like, mealy-mouthed, uh, you know, chicken shit way of speaking as always like the writers yeah. continue to do a great job with how they have him articulate <laughs> things yeah and also like not for nothing he did he did tell logan the fucking fact of the matter which that's was the true. kids are there that's hey. true good for you disgusting boy <laughs> good for you um and finally the last recurring bit is death watch and this is who we think will die at the end of the season based off of what happened in this particular episode yeah if you'll recall Yes. Again, slight spoiler, but we we did receive a hint um, via social media that there may be a funeral at the end of the season. So this is just like something leading up to that. So watching this episode, Pelon, who is on your death watch? Logan, man. Yeah. Scott Logan. I mean, me too. I mean, listen, I think in general, this show started off like the pilot of this show started off with his mortality. He was on his deathbed. That's how it yeah. began. I think mm-hmm. it would be very poetic for it to end. But the reason why I say it for this episode in particular is because he's getting reflective, man. Like he's doing the thing that you do on your deathbed, which is like yeah. when you start reaching the end of your life, like worrying about the afterlife um, mm-hmm. and what's left. He doesn't think anything happens after you die. I agree with you there, uh, <laughs> Logan. But yeah, that I think I think him. You too, right? You yeah, as well. I think. Yeah. I mean, all signs point to yes in this episode. I mean, yeah. again, like, we could be surprised because the writers do like to surprise us. But it is it is ultimately a kind of a Shakespearean tragedy. Mm-hmm. And tragedy ends in death. And this is who I think is slated for death based on this episode. So Yeah, yeah. So that is it for the first episode of Succession Send-Off. Yay. Thank you so much for joining us. Yay! Uh, we will be back next week covering... Uh, each episode as always we're very glad to be here see you next week disgusting brothers and all 